I can still go to Corridor and the cheapest by a huge margin. Do you want to guess? It's like $4 cheaper than the next cheapest 30-pack. Natty Light. Not even close. You'll never get it, so I will tell you. Beasts. Oh, I'll give you, I'll give you a hint. It's from the state of New York. Uh, Jenny Light. That is correct. It is $13 for a 30-pack. Howdy, it's Monday, May 6, 2019, and this is episode 98 of Do For A Win, the Atlantic City Casino Biz Podcast. I'm Kyle Askin, joined, as always, by Craig Stone. What's good, Craig? Are we going to AC or what? That would be good. Are we doing it in June? Is that what you've decided? I've pitched June 13th, I guess through the 14th for you guys. It would be a day trip for me. But we should do so, it. So, what, what's best for you? Like, could you do the 14th to the 15th? Is that possible? Good question. So the 14th is the 15th meeting on Friday into Saturday. Friday into Saturday. Unclear. I just assumed that that was out for you. So I didn't even... I mean, I've not been to Atlantic City in Year of Our Lord 2019. Me neither. I'm almost certainly not going on the Vegas trip this year. So <sighs> I feel like I have some leeway to try to make something happen for you. So you didn't see my color-coded doc of... I did. Things I, I want to do. And it actually made me want to go less. Because it didn't just say Piga Poker at Paris. <laughs> All meals, Chipotle. Oh. Well, what really happened during our, our one of our buddies' bachelor parties, I remember there was an infamous night where some infamous things happened. And I missed just everything because I was playing the like two four mixed game at the IP back then, <laughs> which is like you know triple draw low ball. Right. I always forget goody. that you weren't involved in any of that. Yes, that night, legendary, legendary night. I know. Uh, he who shall not be named, you know, to protect the somewhat innocent. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I can't believe that you didn't see that document full of goodness and think. It's definitely what I want to do. It's just a fully planned out minute by minute trip. If the document involved things like that night, then perhaps I would have reconsidered. <laughs> but unfortunately, I think we've reached the age where our nights will not be so wild. So in planning for this this Vegas trip, you know, I'm trying to figure out what are the you know more adult things that I want to do six years since I've been to Vegas. <laughs> like, I'm like, I should be an adult and I should go get a really nice meal. And I was listening to... I think it was the next to last Macau cast, and they were talking about going to the Joel Robuchon restaurant mm -hmm. and how Joel. Sure, we'll go with that. It's French, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and how amazing it was, and it was a really great meal, and the experience was amazing. And then Hunter says how you know they went for lunch and they realized that they were like getting toward their dinner reservation time because it took three hours. And I was like, oh no, no, I'm out. I hear there is a Joel Robuchon at MGM. There is. And Paul's been there, right? Yeah. And I was like, maybe I should really splurge on myself. And then they said three hours. And I was like, nope, never going to happen. That is not what I want to do with my Las Vegas time. Yeah. Once every six years, knowing that I won't be back until the year 2025. Because that's how that works, right? Probably. That's why you should come. Uh, <laughs> it's unlikely. 
one night trip just come out specifically not on nights that overlap with our friends dave and craig i've actually i don't know if you've heard but we actually picked a different weekend to go i don't know if anyone told you (laughs) would not surprise me at this point should we talk about 1998 uh yes episode 98 the atlantic city surf played their inaugural season in the atlantic league Sam Castle Stadium was actually still under construction when the first game was played there. So that's always a... I feel like that's very Atlantic City. Yeah. Uh, and the Surf won the championship. So that's cool. They did end up holding about, what, 11, 12 seasons in uh, 2009. I think it was the end of the year in 2009. And now, of course, we've talked a little bit about the potential for a baseball team coming back to Surf Stadium. Although, no Maybe. news on that in yes. quite a few months. Uh, also, in 1998, the showboat was purchased by Harris Entertainment, which would later become Caesars Entertainment, which is also relevant to the next thing, which is that Hilton, owner of a very famous property that we loved so much in Atlantic City, spun off its casinos into a new entity called Park Place Entertainment, which would later become Caesars Entertainment, which in 2005 was bought by Harris, and then in 2010 was renamed to Caesars Entertainment. Because it's not confusing enough. And that is 1998 in Atlantic City. An important, important year for the shuffling of the ownerships. <laughs> the shuffling of the chairs on the dock. The deck chairs on the showboat. The deck, yes, that's right. The showboat, casino, resort, and bowling center. Uh, 1898. The Steel Pier opened on June 18th. So another year, another very good yeah 1800s coming through yet again good old 19th century we can always count on you for having the real news i think i think it was just like a total boom time for atlantic city and so you know shit was that way yeah uh so you know the steel pier i think had storms that washed parts of it away it had a fire diving horses sometime later on they've had to rebuild it it had diving horses that's a thing uh so Yes, yeah, still there in a very different iteration than 121 years ago. I mean, I think we can both agree nothing tickles both of our fancies quite as much as seeing like the like 1910 photos of the boardwalk. And you're like, yeah, it looks kind of like the boardwalk. Yeah, it is. It is weird, you know, except for except for how people are dressed, people in full suits and women right. in like dresses all the way down. Yes. To their heels. Uh, literally on the beach in them, which is pretty yes. amazing. But yeah, I do love the old Atlantic City pictures. We wouldn't be Atlantic City fans if we did not. I feel like if we ever were to go to the beach in Atlantic City, which I have never done. <laughs> done it? I've never done it. We need to buy like circa 1915 bathing suits to all do it. That would be the only way to do it. I think you've stumbled upon a business idea which is wandering around and taking pictures with people while in, dressed in yeah it could be like us and the wives or whatever it'd be great yeah i think that would go over super well and pe- certainly not skeeve anyone out at all no yeah all right done done yet another <laughs> stellar do for a win business idea coming out of the podcast yes one of our one of our finer ones clearly <laughs> it might not be false but perhaps only because of the scarcity of good ones so <laughs> yeah all right i can't even remember any of the other ones 
competing fudge shop, I think, was the last one that we talked about. Do you want to talk about some casino profits? I guess. So, what, as was promised last episode, I know you all have been waiting with bated breath to hear about the 2018 profitability numbers. And definitely did not just go click on a link somewhere and search it and see all the information. Waited for us, for our wisdom that we can impart on and this conversation. We are not ones to disappoint. So In, in this area, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, there were profitability numbers. I think, generally speaking, they were okay. Not as bad as I would have expected, I think. Uh, do you want to run through like some of the little bit of the nitty gritty you bro- wrote up a bunch of the statistics for it? So annual profits were down 15% in 2018, which, you know, you're saying not as bad as you're expecting. That seems not great. Well, I mean, profit numbers are... It's a bit different than like the revenue numbers because for one thing, profits are a lot lower, so you can see a lot higher changes, right? Mm-hmm. Especially if you get towards zero, which, well, I guess as a spoiler, we have a couple of casinos that did not make a profit. Certainly, those would not be the two new ones that you're speaking of. Surely not. <laughs> so yeah, anyway, uh, yeah, everyone did, I don't know. Okay-ish, I guess. The big kind of losers, you know, were Hard Rock and Ocean did actually not turn a profit. I don't know if Ocean necessarily expected to turn. Right. Well, maybe not a huge profit. I think Hard Rock not turning a profit was probably a bit of a disappointment. Um, And kind of the other big surprise to me was uh, Borgata's profit numbers. They were down right around 50 million dollars from 2017 to 2018 that was kind of like the big thing that stood out to me looking at these numbers and the only well there was two gainers uh tropicana went up a little bit but gold nugget made like five million extra dollars which is a pretty reasonable percentage for them yeah uh like you said borgata down 18.8 percent which is a big number obviously they still bring in a ton of revenue Yes, the most by or the most profit by a pretty large margin still <laughs> over everyone else. Yeah, you'd still rather be Borgata than any other casino in town, I think, even though the year over year profits are lower. Uh Caesars down fifteen point four percent, which was pretty big, and then everybody else was in like the two and a half to six and a half percent range. So interesting that Borg and Caesars are, are having these big chunks taken out of them do you think that's because of the new casinos opening hitting them the hardest or is it just like you said the sort of variance of having profit numbers be smaller means the chances of the standard deviation is is higher or whatever i mean among casinos that really you know borgata did not make more money in terms of revenue in 2018 than they did in 2017 but their expenditures went up quite a bit and that was made them a bit of an outlier compared to the other casinos. So I think that had a lot to do with their numbers specifically. And I don't know why their numbers went up in terms of how much money they were spending. I mean, because certainly Borgata's revenue numbers weren't as bad as their profit numbers. But I, I can't explain why they spent so much more, especially in uh, like their G&A line. So could have just hired a bunch of more executives or something. I, I don't know. So what is G&A for the non-MBAs here? General and administrative. It's basically everything that's not, you know, something that is easily mappable to, you know, 
in casino terms, like casino, room, food, and board. So it's everything else. It's marketing. It's executives. It's all that stuff. I mean, is improvements like expenditures that they put into things like a sports book? Mm-hmm. Is that in the GNA? Yes. Well, I don't know if like a sports book would be in GNA or if it'd be in casino because this is mm-hmm. yeah, good point. I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent. Yeah, so did you see anything in all of the expenses that surprised you in terms of like, oh, wow, somebody put a bunch of money into, who knows what, food and beverage or whatever casino that we didn't really realize, like rooms, that kind of stuff? Or was it is it pretty standard, do you think? Uh, I don't think anything here stands out a ton. Um, honestly, looking at the numbers, it's sort of like the thing that stands out to me is like how okay-ish bally did because i know like our big story the entire time we've had a podcast is how bally's is going to be the next casino that closes which i still believe but looking at the profitability numbers like they don't really have a leg to stand on to close it which doesn't mean they won't but Mm -hmm. like they did sort of fine yeah and their costs were like down a little bit even though their revenue was down a little bit Mm -hmm. so i don't know yeah it doesn't it really the sort of whole year numbers really didn't look that bad for them uh which is kind of, like you said, surprising. So, yeah, interesting from that perspective. Is there anything else to mention? No, I don't think pro- so. I think we can move on with kind of the big news, which is Ocean says they're going to turn a profit in the month of May. Yeah, this was kind of an uh, an interesting, maybe sort of out-of-nowhere article by Wayne Perry. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know surprising. how they know that on May the 4th or 5th, whenever this came out, but... Right. I mean, I'm sure they have a pretty good idea of what the expenses right. are going to be. And if they've cut expenses hugely, then they might feel like we're definitely going to turn a profit. But like, yeah, I don't understand how you, you know, gaming revenue, like we've talked about, can swing a lot with luck. So it seems odd that they would be so confident that they've done whatever it takes to, I would assume, you know, maintain revenue or increase it a little bit. I mean, it's May, so you'd think it's going to be up from April, but uh yeah i don't know i don't know it's it's interesting the biggest thing is that they paid down a bunch of debt right so right that's that's i believe in the article it said of the 70 million dollar they were putting into the property 50 was used to pay off some of the debt load yes right yeah so it does say that uh david schwartz um who's been on the podcast a couple times friend uh, of the podcast said that he atlantic city native yes atlantic city native uh former trump taj mahal employee that's right. Said reducing the debt load will ease a great deal of pressure, making it easier for the property to invest in facilities and promotions that will draw customers. So, you know, yeah, it's a, it's a good thing to draw down the debt. It helps their outlook long term, definitely. Uh, it makes it less money, less likely that they're going to run out of money. But if you had this idea that they're going to pump $70 million into actually improving the property or, or building out rooms or, you know, the unfinished rooms or doing whoever knows, else knows what, uh, <laughs> you know, now that number is 20 million. So don't, I, I would say major changes are probably not coming anytime soon. Nope. Except <laughs> they did say that they are adding new elevators to make it easier to get from the hotel rooms to the casino floor. And it's unclear to me what that really means because they tweeted, Ocean tweeted, that the new elevators are ready to be used now, I believe. And they're just like, what, over by the... They're near the front desk and they go down to next to Wahlburgers. 
is what they said. Right. So it seems to me like you still have to take two elevators. Yeah, you still need to get off the one bank of elevators and walk over to the front desk, which if you've been in Ocean, like the one, well, it's actually three banks of elevators to get to the rooms or you have to go in to basically another doorway and then choose, you know, you can turn right right away or you can continue going straight and then turn right to get to the banks of elevators that take you up to various levels in the casino, in the uh, hotel. But yeah, you have to walk out of that room and keep going straight to the front desk and the elevator will be around there. So it's a sh- shorter walk, I guess a little bit. It is. A, uh, <laughs> it's definitely a shorter walk than walking all the way to kind of out uh, to the boardwalk side of the property and taking those elevators down and then going into the casino. Yeah. I, so I don't, but I, I don't think this really fixes the problem. And no, no, it doesn't. Like, it's clear that they understand that this is a problem, but if you're marketing this and people go and they are like, this is not actually a solution, then that's not really helpful marketing, I don't think. Like, people are going to be pretty quick to point this out. It's not like social media doesn't exist. Right. Uh, So, I don't know. We'll see what people say once we start getting reports. I'm assuming the Everything AC group especially will have people there this weekend. (laughs) You know, there'll be comments about it this weekend because it seems like there are people at Ocean in that group uh every day every, yeah probably every day because they're whatever fifteen thousand plus people in that group so that's i think that's it for ocean there's some caesar's entertainment sort of profit news that's more recent than 2018 mm-hmm. which is that they posted a 42 million dollar loss in the first quarter i think that came out in a uh earnings call right the czr earnings yeah so not great especially not great that they specifically mentioned increased competition in atlantic city they also talked about severe weather which i guess was a common refrain from casino operators across the country uh in q1 but was weather that bad in q1 i don't know that it was so terrible in atlantic city but i think (laughs) i think for their other regional properties it was a problem Mm, yeah Uh, so it definitely is concerning that they're specifically saying like "Ooh, this ac thing with hard rock and an ocean is, is taking its toll because sounds like know. a pretense to close down one of their properties. Yeah. I mean, we just said like, they don't really have an excuse based on the profit numbers to, to close anything. But if they're already sort of citing this as to their investors in a call, it seems like mm-hmm. that's them sort of setting it up to, well, <laughs> to make it to, a, a drastic decision here to, to jump around a little bit. Uh, I know some of our, Listeners kind of commented on another piece of news that came out from CET that they thought kind of contradicted what we are saying now, which is that they are building a new uh, sports book in Bally's, uh, 15,000 square feet, which would make it the biggest in Atlantic City, with a 98-foot wide LED screen, which is even bigger than the Pac-Man screen for people who have been in Wild Wild <laughs> West, uh, that can be seen from the boardwalk, Uh and basic- I'm not sure how that works. Like, what do you mean it can be seen from the boardwalk? <laughs> yeah, I'm not really sure, but perhaps it will make more sense once it's built. I'm assuming. So this is all in the Wild Wild West section, by the way. Yes. So people are like, see, like they're investing all this money in Bally's. It's probably not going to go away. But I think me and you have always believed that it's only going to be Park Place, that if they close something, they're just going to close down Park Place and Wild Wild West will basically become part of caesar's instead of bally's at that point yeah and there's a lot of space in that wild Old west area that's not being used empty, obviously completely, completely you know. empty they have those nice those nice co- those nice 
temporary walls up leading you from the escalators back to the poker room. Yeah, and presumably this will fill a big chunk of that, but uh, yeah, I mean, we've we've talked about this also in terms of the Boardwalk Saloon and the concerts and what they've done in Wild Wild West. Like, a lot of the investment in Bally's has gone into the Wild Wild West section and trying to sort of reinvent what that is and, and attract diff- a different market to that property. So it does seem to me like that's the obvious case. I don't know. I mean, not. I don't think it's necessarily obvious that Bally's is going to close or anything like that, but I think that is an option that they are keeping open, open. Uh, mm-hmm. or certainly not. You know, I, I, I agree. I don't think this is any proof that, like, oh, see, they are keeping Bally's open. But um, nope. I, I don't know. I mean, what do you think about this sports book? Do you want to delve into this some? Are you excited about it? It's supposed to open by the I, first week in June. It's pretty soon. It is very soon. So, so when we go on June 13th, we'll be able to see it. Yes, yes, we will. Uh, I don't have too much to say. I mean, I think as a broad category, people always kind of oversell the importance of sports books. That's just my personal opinion. I know that is not the opinion of most listeners of kind of casino podcasts and people who like gambling, but Yeah, I mean I, I th- mean they've got they've got a lot of space. They may as well use it somehow. I think this is as good a use as any. It's not like they can shove more table games in there or anything, so it, it fits with the property and what they're it, trying it to do in Model Wild West in terms of beer punk tables and the music and all that stuff. Uh, the rendering that they posted has pool tables and, shuffle, and a shuffleboard table. So, you know, those are the things the millennials like, right? Isn't that what Vegas casinos keep trying to add to yes. <laughs> to get millennials in the door? I mean, they're just O'Shea's and, and Bill's Gambling Hall certainly had nothing else if not beer pong tables and... And that's where all the millennials hung out. Yes. Uh, at the, whatever, the Burger King at the O'Shea's. So, so uh, Subway, I think I remember being at O'Shea's also. So Kevin Ortsman, regional president of the uh, Caesars AC Properties, said, I wanted to create a category killer in Atlantic City. So that's big talk, right? Like he wants Can the I... best sports book. What exactly does that mean? <laughs> it means... When people think of sports books in AC, they uh-huh. only want to go to Wild West. So he wants no to be ocean. the uh, the Vegas Hilton, which is not the Hilton anymore, but the Westgate, the West Superbook. Yes. Yeah, I would say the, the Superbook is basically you know they've it's certainly gotten old and dingy over time, and but it has I think recently been renovated. And yeah, I mean when you talk about the it's, it's a nice sports property, books, it's a nice room. I mean, yeah, when you talk about sports books in Vegas, like that is the thing that the get, Superbook gets brought is, up. Yep. yep. So we'll see if. This can work similar magic. I mean, I think it's a good idea for them. And and just because, like we said, they have all this space, they may as well use it. And while I think sports books as a whole are a bit overrated, I think that there is room for someone to try to come in and do something, kind of have a category leading offering for people. And it sounds like, you know, I think they have the space to do it. So they, it may as well be them. Yeah. So Ocean's book is amazing. I think that's a, a great... Maybe one of my favorite sportsbook spaces I've ever been in. Granted, I don't, haven't spent a ton of time. I haven't been to, like, Lagasse Stadium or anything in <laughs> in Palazzo. I've been in a bunch of the other ones in Vegas. Uh, but I th- it's not – it, it can get very crowded, and when it gets very crowded, it's it can feel very tight, I think. Like, it's not a huge open space. It's sort of this cylindrical-shaped thing, circular shaped thing in the middle of the casino which is cool because it's the focal point of the casino and it draws a bunch of people but 
the opportunity to have just this giant area. I think Wild Wild West can provide that and maybe more than any other casino possibly could. So Borgata still has not completed their finished book. Obviously, you know, they tend to kick lots of ass in everything they do just about. So it'll be interesting to see where they are. But yeah, it'd be kind of crazy if the best sports book in Atlantic City is, is Wild Wild West when all is said and done, you know, three weeks from now when this thing opens. So just kind of to piggyback off of the profitability news we've been talking about and the possibility of casino closures, uh, there's been one more report recently that the state of New Jersey is thinking about trying to implement some rules that dictate the total number of casinos that can be open or the total kind of casino space that would be available in New Jersey uh, to try to prevent the I guess what they perceive as the overbuilding of casinos leading into the economic downturn that happened and the closures of all the casinos in 2014. Um, I don't know. What, what do you, what do you think of this or, or what's more information that our readers need on the very surface level? Yeah. You know, there's, it seems like 12 casinos is too many and maybe even nine or 10 is too many. And now there's talk of showboat opening and that doesn't seem like a great idea. And if everything's just going to cannibalize something else, that's not the best. Uh, but you know, we have seen ocean and hard rock come in and they have grown the pie, like not, yes, it hasn't been all new money, but we've seen like 15% year over year gains in the last couple months, which is, you know, a bigger buy than it used to be. And it's, probably 15% more than they would have gotten if they hadn't opened, right? Like the city would have gotten, uh, and there are more jobs in the city because of those two casinos being open. And so I'm a, I'm a little like skeptical of this as a solution to anything. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I mean, if you'd asked me say 10 years ago, I would have been just absolutely appalled at the idea of the city or the state doing this or any jurisdiction doing anything similar to this. And while kind of some of my personal beliefs have probably changed during that time, I still think this is not really a great idea, especially given in the uh, article. There was some specific talk of like, hey, we just the thing we shouldn't do is to make this nebulous and like leave it up to the regulators at the time. Like we really need like hard and fast rules so that there's no gray area here. Like I think that's just a horrible idea. And I think that there's a lot of ways that this could really, you know, the rules that are built now don't make sense in some future world. But since it's a law, it'll have to be changed then. Like, I don't like I'm willing to imagine that the market's efficient enough, like no one's going to come in and open a casino just to shoot themselves in the foot, especially given what's happened recently. And it's just going to cause future problems. I think that's that's how I feel about it. Yes, my two main thoughts, one that I brought up in the in the Facebook group of why I'm I'm against it is first of all, it sort of plays favorites with current casino operators. Right, and of course. Certainly that makes winners and losers and the winners are people who have casinos and the losers are people who don't have casinos, like say Bart Blatstein or people who, you know, otherwise own property that would be a lot more valuable if a casino could be built there, but it can't. Right. And so, you know, I've made the argument before that I'm not sure it's necessarily a bad thing for Atlantic City as a whole. I actually don't think it's a bad thing for Atlantic City as a whole if new, better casinos come in, prove that they're better than the competition, and that means that 
the lower end of the competition closes. Like it's obviously bad for the workers, but on a long term level for Atlantic City, it's better if the product is better. Like if, if the shift is to newer stuff that's better and it means that some stuff has to close, like that's a good thing. And this would prevent that. Like it would basically say, hey, you know, if you're offering a really crappy crappy product at like Bally's Park Place, we are protecting your product and really giving you no incentive to do that. And I mean, there's always going to be competition within the pie. Like that's what we've always seen mm-hmm. uh, in Atlantic City is, you know, they haven't invested in stuff to bring a bunch of new people in. They've always been willing to sort of fight for the amount of money that's already there. But, you know, we've, we've also seen Caesars and Bally's stagnate. Um, I mean, we did just talk about Caesars putting a bunch of money right. into the sports book. I mean, but... we've already seen a profitable casino close in Atlantic City. And, you know, say what you want. I mean, we talked about how Hard Rock and Ocean have been certainly disappointments, I think, their, their first year. And it's coming up to right about a year that they've been open. And it hasn't gone the way they've hoped. But I think it's unquestionable that in terms of jobs, in terms of bringing people in, it's been good for the city. I mean, certainly the overall revenue is, what, 10 or 15% higher. And, you know, while the other casino owners would not prefer that these casinos had opened, I think it, it has been a net benefit. So, yeah, I mean, to me, it just seems like a huge gift. <laughs> to the current casino owners, right? Like it, it sort of locks them into. It almost feels like, you know, the revenue-based salary gap in hockey or something, where it's like, oh no, you know, you can't lose money now. Basically, mm-hmm. uh, it's probably a bad analogy. But um, the other thing, I mean, you touched on it, right? Like if if somebody wants to come in, I don't know who would be like Boyd, for example. Like I don't, Boyd probably has mm-hmm. some no compete and can't come in. But if they are like, we want to invest five hundred million dollars or a billion dollars to build a casino, mm-hmm. we've done our research that says that this is a good idea. Why would the state say no to that? Like, why are this? Eh, we're at 10. Like we, we've 10 casino license out there. Like you can't do it. Like it does, that doesn't make any sense. Cause that brings in a ton of money into the state. It creates jobs, whether, you know, a lot of those right. jobs, temporary, long-term, whatever. And it moves Atlantic city forward in a way that should be helpful in the long term. And I know there's a perception problem, of, you know, and they're, you're, they're trying to avoid another 2014 when four casinos closed. But, you know, I'm not a huge, like, the market is perfectly efficient type person. But I think with the casino market, it, it's fairly efficient. <laughs> like, in Atlantic City, from what we've seen in terms of, like, the new properties and in terms of, you know, what closed in 2014, basically things go about where you would expect them to go other than Hard Rock being the number right. one property for a month. <laughs> <laughs> at some point in, in 2018, which we foolishly like, said. Never mind that. Even there's reasons that even like a casino may want to come in, like Poker Stars in 2014 tried to come in and tried to save Atlantic Club until they were denied a license because there's, even if they weren't going to run a profitable brick and mortar enterprise, they thought they could run a profitable casino in New Jersey when you include the online revenue that that would have given them availability for so and they probably would have been right yeah i think they would have and i think it would have put them in a good situation kind of going forward with the possible legalization of online gambling elsewhere and you know there's reasons that people might want to get in that would provide the state revenue would provide some jobs that you know might not be available if they do this so and i'm sure i'm sure that the current casino earners have a lot to do with us as you've been saying yeah, and, and I, you haven't come out and said that, maybe, but 
Yeah, I mean, I, I would expect, you know, I think they have a lot of sway. Uh, right. And and I think another argument that gets brought up in, in the article by one of the gaming analysts, uh, I'm not sure who it was, but uh, said that if they do this, you can't have somebody own three of the licenses, right? Like, it, it would put them in such an advantageous position to where they basically get to dictate the the future or you know the the vibe of atlantic city as a whole or you know we already saw that with, with caesars with the uh deed restrictions and stuff right like where they are they own so much of the physical building physical structure of atlantic city that they were able to say this can't be a casino this can't be a casino and they they were able to kind of push something that helped them that maybe wasn't the best for the city and if they're in a situation where they have three out of whatever it is nine or ten licenses you know, they're going to, what their options are to do what is best for them are not going to be what is best for the city necessarily. And I would say they would be highly incentivized to do things that are not in the best interest of the city long term. So, I, yeah, I really don't like it. I, I'm trying to think of what the sort of devil's advocate argument would be for like, or not, it, I guess it's the reverse of the devil's advocate because it would be the, the positive side of it. But I mean, I don't know. I guess, you know, if you think that, casinos just haven't been the solution and that it's just relying too much on casinos, which I think is what the the report actually said is, you know, the city's too tied to the casino industry and its fortunes and it needs to be able to break away from that. Um, I actually f- sort of feel like locking in this sort of ga- almost guaranteed profitability, and maybe that's oversimplifying, makes it less likely that there's there's more investment in, in non-casino stuff. Because that's certainly what we saw in the 80s and the 90s when AC was just doing gangbusters was why invest in anything that's not a casino? Right. Because the casinos make so much money. We don't have to do anything. Right. It's so, just a, a printing press, basically. Yeah, so I don't, I don't think this solves that. And I don't, like, I don't think this does anything for that. I think it's fair to say Doofruin does not recommend setting rules for the opening of new casinos, yeah. revenue-based rules for the opening of new casinos in Atlantic City. Granted, when, you know, Bart Blatstein's showboat opens and is, like, the first domino to fall and Tropicana and Borgata are the only existing casinos in, in 2025, we'll look back with great regrets, but... <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I think we've talked about it enough. I, I just, even in that case, like, I don't see, like, is it possible that a new casino opens and an old one closes and then being related? Like, sure, but, I mean... Certainly there's some benefit to maintaining the status quo and like maybe like 2000 people gaining jobs and 2000 different people losing jobs. Like, is that worse than just things staying the way they were? Like in some sense it probably is, but it's not enough worse to try to avoid that at all costs. Right. Anyway, moving on the welcome center on the AC expressway. You know that you drive fast as you come into the city is closed permanently. I have to say personally, I've never stopped there. I have made illegal U-turns there several <laughs> times as I've attempted to go to the marina and accidentally ended up on the expressway and had to do a U-turn to go back into the city. But uh, have you ever stopped there, Craig? No. It, it, I mean, it's funny because people said they thought it was a total eyesore. I think a couple of people said that in, on Twitter. And I, I thought it kind of looked cool, kind of cool. Uh, it's pretty ugly. But here's the thing, right? Here's the problem. It's right outside Atlantic City and... For me, like when I'm that close, I don't know if it's this way for other people to go to Atlantic City. I suspect it is, but it's like, I got to get to the casino. 
Like, I'm so close. Like, I'm not stopping here. Right? Like, if you have to go to the bathroom or something, you stop at the, what, the the Fairly rest area, yeah. you know, 30 miles up the road on the AC Expressway. But, yeah. like, that is not a place I'm stopping. Yeah, I agree. I, you know, I've even thought in the past, like, oh, yeah, I should stop in and get one of those, like, do AC, do AC things. things. Except now they have them in Bordeaux Call. Right. And a thing attached to Bordeaux Call, so you could just go there instead. Uh, you know, yeah, I think it would make way more sense for it to just be on the boardwalk. Somebody talk to Bruce Toll and see if he'll open. Yeah, Toll Brothers Atlantic City. Do AC, yeah, do AC store. Uh, yeah, I mean, my I, I agree with you completely. My first question when it closed was, "Ooh, are they going to close off that entrance so that you can't whip around there if you mess up?" Yeah, I don't know why I can <laughs> never take the bypass to get to the marina and just always end up on the AC Expressway, but that's how it is. That's just the life that i've been destined to lead so. i feel like we've done that at least three times it i've yes i've done it at least three times for sure so that's that all right so the uh ivan kane's royal jelly is closed and is going to be replaced by a 1920s themed speakeasy by memorial day very so what do you soon. think of that greg it's yes incredibly memorial soon. day it's not very far away and they just closed it like a couple days ago, right? Yeah, I don't understand how this turnaround is even possible. I'm worried it's going to be very half-assed. Uh, we now know that they are playing with $20 million. Who knows how much of that's going into this? I would guess not a lot. Not a ton. My first thought is to mourn for the butts. I'll miss the butts. So it's actually just the like nightclub itself that's closing, right? I don't. Is this going to affect the butts outside? I would, as, I would assume. I would assume that that's all related. Uh I just don't know that that's guaranteed. Maybe, uh, yeah, maybe not. My brother said that he thought that that was very out of place in the ocean for a place that's trying to be an upscale resort <laughs> to just have butts out on a catwalk. I, uh, I wholly disagree. I said, that sounds like a prudish opinion. You can have both. It's totally fine. Yes. Um, my uh, other thought was, like, 1920s theme, man, this has been tried so many times. Like, resorts tried it, sold it <laughs> yeah, back. You were like, I remember right after the that you're like, we got to go to resorts. We need to see this. And it was incredibly <laughs> underwhelming. They just put the cocktail waitresses in, like, flapper dresses and made it really dark in the casino. That was the 1920s theme. Um, the 1920s restaurant at the Claridge <laughs> closed, right? <laughs> like, uh, I don't know. Like, uh, this has been done a bunch of times. The speakeasy thing has been done a bunch of times in Vegas and everywhere. I'm I'm not excited about this, but maybe I'll be just totally wrong. I mean, I don't think it's a bad idea. I know a uh, frequent commenter, Megan Kay, in Facebook said she thought it was good because people didn't really go to Royal Jelly or even really know it was an iClub. And that seems right to me. I mean, I think even in its early iter- earlier iteration as Revel... It was really H2O that like pushed everything. I mm-hmm. don't know that Royal Jelly's ever been a super popular place, but yeah. then again, H- I've HQ, not a mean. nightclub. Huh? HQ. HQ. Oh, so sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, and now it's HQ2. Yes, right. <laughs> so I think that's probably right. I think, you know, certainly you and I are more likely to go to some lounge. You're probably not very likely to go to some lounge. And go uh, I'm likely to do neither, but I, you're right. I am much more likely to go to a speakeasy than to a nightclub. But I, mean, I I guess I just don't have much faith in the fast turnaround and knowing that this has been sort of the default attempted theme that many Atlantic City 
<laughs> places have tried to do. Uh, it makes me nervous. So we'll see. Maybe it'll be amazing and I'll be totally wrong, but that's not the way I would bet. Speaking, right. of, speaking of 20s. Speaking of betting. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, multiple listener reports have said there are no more $20 chips at the Hard Rock. In yes. the Asian room, all PyGo games are now in denominations of $25. Which... It's very terrible. sad for my math-challenged yes. brain. Do for when Admin Terry and podcast superstar John B. both uh, came out and said that, yeah, there are no more $25 chips. It's all green chips now. No more yellow chips, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, does no this make you... Chips. Yeah, no more $20 chips. Sorry. No more yellow chips, only green chips. Does this make you not want to go to the Asia room as much in Hard Rock? And no, it doesn't really make that much difference. I still love the room. The twenty was just twenty dollars chips was a really nice bonus, but it just kind of makes it like every other property on the boardwalk, right? Like it makes it an even more nice bonus at Borgata that they still have the twenty dollars yeah. chips. I don't know. So like, I'm not. It doesn't affect me personally at all, right? I'm someone that does not bet less than forty dollars, kind of regardless of what the limit is, but. I don't know. It really rubs me the wrong way. Like, I think all pie gal rooms should be $20. It just, to me, it's like the worst kind of nickel and diming to make it $25. It makes it so much more unpleasant to have quarters involved in the game at all for people who want to bet the minimum. Uh, I suspect it does make sense because there's probably people that will actually will bet $40 just because they hate quarters so much. But I don't know. I'm not a fan. Yeah, so I don't know. There was some talk, I think, between... Michael Traeger and John B. in our Facebook group about, uh, I can't remember if it was us or everything I can see. I think it was our group <laughs> about the, the cost of handling the chips. And, you know, it's, is it just easier for the casino to deal with in $25 chips since they've got them for everything else already? Uh, so, uh, yeah, I don't know how much of a factor that really is. But, yeah, disappointing. I'm not, like, heartbroken about it. I have a lot of quarters. I never remember to bring them when I actually go to the casino. But, uh it's it's a little ding against what I thought was one of the best gambling locations yeah. in Atlantic City. Still, I think, is one of the best, but... Uh, People were not blown away at Campapalooza. I know, yeah. Which makes they said it was little... very crowded, not many tables open. Yeah, and actually, the last time I went by there, it was also extremely crowded. And when we were there for a day trip, and I didn't play. So maybe <laughs> the secret's out. We've, we talked it up too much, and now we can never go back. Although it's not like all the tables are taken, it's that they have like one table open of each side. So, <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, that's the bigger yeah. The, the big complaint is that there's just not enough tables open, right? I mean, I personally, I think would rather. What it's so tough if I'd rather be playing Pygao at, at Borgata or Hard Rock because of the twenty dollars. The dealers are it, so good at Borgata also. The, the dealers are legitimately incredible at Borgata. There's a dealer I really, really, really like at, at Hard Rock too. that, you know, I played tiles with for many hours while we watched a U.S. women's national team soccer game together. The service is really just fantastic at Hard Rock too, and it's we've talked about how it can be up and down at Borgata, but Borgata just, the interactions with the dealers, the interactions with the pit bosses they're all you know they're with the floor it's they're really second to none and yeah i don't know it's close it's very close i mean the boardwalk pushes it over the edge for me 
um, in in Hard Rock's favor. But uh, yeah, I'm just I'm always I'm sad. We've talked up the the yellow chips a lot. Oh, yellow chips are great. I, I am very sad to see them go. So I think we can close things up. So wait, are we going to AC or what? Uh, yeah. We need to discuss the specifics of that weekend. I think is the key, and also <laughs> to get our friend Taylor to answer an email. Hey, good luck with that. We've been I've been trying that for <laughs> fifteen years. Yeah. So anyway, uh, if you want to reach out to us or any of our other listeners, you can do so at our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash do for a win. Uh, you can find all of our wonderful content at do for You can find our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, definitely not YouTube. You can reach out to Craig on Twitter at do for a win or me at Kyle Askin, or you can send Craig some questions at do for a win at gmail.com. You could if you want to not get an answer because I've been horrible on all forms of social media lately and email and whatever else. Facebook yeah, messaging. I've, been... I've just, yeah, I've gotten quite a few messages that I've just been like in the midst of kid shit and then have just gotten lost in the shuffle. So, yeah, I've been pretty busy as well. I feel bad whenever people at me and things and then it takes me like 15 hours to reply. But yeah, oh boy, 15 hours. Uh, I'm like in weeks for a couple of hours. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't have to do, deal with emails either. Yeah. Just, just, just Twitters. Yeah. So I do want to let everyone know I do appreciate whenever you at me. It's just a I don't have Twitter on my phone or anything, so it's come. It depends on when the next time I'm on a computer is, and uh, b I'm just very busy at work. But I do appreciate them. I will get back to you if you at me, and I love hearing from you all. Yeah, I mean, likewise, certainly don't hesitate to send email. Don't take this as me saying I don't want email. It's just, uh, I'm, oh, I apologize in advance for how long it's been taking me to get back to people. I feel like I was <laughs> really bad at it at the start, and then I was pretty good about getting back to people within 24 hours, and now I've just completely like fallen off the wagon, yeah. the, the email answering wagon. should go to some meetings. <laughs> I mean, I am not one to complain about it, given that... You are the person that answers the email. I can't be like, Craig, I'm very disappointed. In you. <laughs> yeah. How could you let our listeners down like that? <laughs> I mean, you well, could. Craig, I'm very disappointed in you. <laughs> it's the motivation I needed. I'm going to go answer those emails right now. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you guys very much for listening. We'll, we'll uh, talk to you again in a week and a half or a couple weeks. I'm completely at a loss for like episode 100 stuff. I guess we should probably think about that at some point. (laughs) It is two episodes away.